Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is May 10th of 2023, and we're celebrating Wednesday of the fifth week of Easter. Today is also the optional memorial of St. John of Avila, priest and doctor of the church, and also St. Damien Joseph de Wuster of Molokai, the priest. He was the one who went and cared for the lepers in Hawaii. The gospel for the day comes to us from John's gospel, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes, so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me, as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. In today's Gospel, Jesus uses this beautiful image of the true vine and his heavenly Father as the vine dresser. Now we can examine that image and consider three elements. First, the relationship the vine dresser has to the vine. Second, the vine dresser's actions. And lastly, what it means for us, namely that we must remain in Christ. First, it helps to consider what sort of relationship the vine dresser had to his vines. Unlike other crops that are simply planted, cared for, and harvested in all one season, vines last for years. So it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say that a vine dresser would know his vines individually or personally, just like a shepherd knows his sheep. Furthermore, vines require great care and constant attention. They grow very fast, but in order to have them produce the most and the best fruit, the ground beneath them needs to be perfectly clean, and they need to be constantly checked and trimmed. Even when mature, the vine is pruned twice a year, in such a way that it's greatly reduced, it, it's, it's reduced in size. All of this, though, is done under the watchful eye and the tender hand of a vine dresser, who knows his vines very well and knows exactly what he's doing. Now, this leads to our second point. Jesus makes reference to two actions of the vine dressers. He says, first, he cuts away the dead branches so they don't spread disease or suck away the life of the vine just as Christ tries to prune away our sins and failings. However, the vine dresser will also cut away living parts if these lower not just the quantity, but also the quality of the fruit. Sometimes it happens that vines have so many fruitful branches that some are cut off in order to make sure that the remaining ones get the nutrients they need. Otherwise, all the grapes will be sour. Note, too, that Christ says the Father prunes each and every vine that produces fruit. The Greek, pantokarpon, 
emphasizes this. No fruit-bearing branch is exempt. The father's reason for doing so is out of love, even though the process is painful. Indeed, the process is so delicate and so important that sometimes vineyard owners would spend two or three years just training the pruners how, when, and where to cut. Now, the process, we can say, hurts the vine, to be sure, but under the hand of the master, the result is something much better than anticipated. In our lives, too, God works with his grace, not only to remove our sins and faults, the dead branches, but also to take away those things that, while not necessarily sinful, prevent us from producing the fruit that he desires. And this is why Christ tells us to remain in him, is, is our third point. In fact, in the eight verses of today's gospel, he uses the verb remain eight times. Now, Aquinas says that we remain in Christ by believing, obeying, and persevering. And that Christ remains in us by giving enlightenment, help, and perseverance. They're mutual things. What does this mean? Well, clearly it means we have to live supernatural lives, since without him, we can do nothing. Again, that statement in English seems maybe a little soft or just okay, but the Greek is extremely powerful. The word means that absolutely every possible example, absolutely anything that you could think of that maybe you could possibly do on your own, you can't. It's a categorical statement. It's not that you can do some things or even a few things poorly. You can do nothing, period. The only way we can see things properly, the only way we can do anything at all is by staying close to God. So today, let's pray through the intercession of Mary, the handmaid of the Lord, for the grace to do precisely that, to remain in God by letting him prune us and therefore allowing us to bear the fruit that he desires.